It looks like we are live. This is the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. Uh, it's a Wednesday at one o'clock Eastern. So this is a the Tattoo Now show uh, with special guest, Nick Baxter. And we actually brought on a couple of people from the Reinventing Business class so that we could do a little bit more of a panel style uh, interview um, if some of them have time. Um, if this is working for you, let us know in the chat room where you're beaming in from and maybe tag some of your uh, tattoo friends, tattoo artists, or people that are interested. I will give a five to 10 minute intro about the Reinventing Network while we're testing to make sure that this is going out and to let you know what's going on. And then, yeah, then we're pretty excited to, to keep the interview going with Nick, he's, he's amazing. So this is uh, the live stream on April 20th, happy 420. And this is Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are all encouraged to join these live streams, to watch the replays, inspire each other, and ultimately create better art and tattoos. Um, you could be watching this in a, in a couple of different places. The, wherever you are, please leave your positive reviews uh, there and we'll, we'll take a constructive criticism. Uh, this could be in either the App Stores, the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Do a search for Reinventing the Tattoo. Uh, also up on YouTube, Reinventing the Tattoo. Please uh, you know, give it a subscribe. And again, these comments uh, and the positive reviews definitely help in the beginning to, to get us up in those algorithms. Um, you might be on Hulu. Nope, 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 not Hulu, not yet. Uh, fucking Roku, Roku. If you have a Roku, do a search for Reinventing the Tattoo. We have, I think it's like 15 stations going at any given time, including there's a Drunk Critique channel. So there's Drunk Critique 24 seven against my better judgment, catch it before we pull it. Uh, we also have the audio version of these going out on the podcasts. So that is, again, pick your evil corporation, uh, Apple, Spotify, whoever it might be. Um, at this point, I'm supposed to be screen sharing Reinventing the tattoo. Oh, um, let's see here. Uh oh, I wonder if I'm going out right. Um, well, I'm also, uh, I'm doing the tech at the same time that I'm doing all this stuff. So forgive me a little bit. So reinventingthetattoo.com is the place to always find the latest information. So if it's uh, two o'clock in the morning and you're already through the Netflix, then you can come here and check out the different shows. Hey, look, if I click this button, it'll be some really inception-y type stuff. We'll be watching the show that we're being webcasting out. Let's not do that. Here's the chat room. If you have any questions or comments for the guests, I'll leave them there. We, we check them out. Uh, here is the Reinventing 24-7. So like I said, if it's two o'clock in the morning, you're not quite sure what to watch. We have like a gazillion channels going. This is the Reinventing podcast. You could watch the old uh, Reinventing Drawing Group replays. This is one with Jake Meeks. We've got uh, Art Jams. This is one with Jesse Levitt, the Tattoo Collecting Podcast. Um, the Global Channel. So this is Art Jams in Spanish. The Tattoo Weekly, Live in the Castro. This is all LGBTQ plus uh, uh, POC, everybody. Uh, they're amazing stories straight from the Castro in San Francisco, a Tattoo Machine Channel. Tattoo conventions, a marketplace community. It's great. Anyways, um, check out reinventingthetattoo.com. Up here, we have our free resources. If you are a tattooer, you can check out the, what are your goals? And then Guy sends you, or well, we, he has written up a bunch of emails that will send, but only the ones for your goals. 
free tattoo courses. Uh, this history course here that Jay Brown is doing is um, it's sick. It's out of control. Everybody should be checking that history class out. Okay, enough of the plugs. Let me get back to my scripts so we can talk to Nick here. Um, okay, weekly stream uh, staples. Uh, the Reinventing Drawing Groups, you saw some of the replays there. If you're an artist and you want to beam in and share some Zoom time, having interesting conversations and drawing, one o'clock on Sundays, Eastern with Jason Leeser, and Tuesdays at 10 o'clock with uh, Ricardo. Uh, every Monday at 11 o'clock is the Tattoo Weekly with Jake Meeks, Lauren, and I. I'm Gabe from Tattoo Now. Uh, every Monday, nine o'clock, our subscribers, exclusive exercises with Guy Aitchison. Wednesdays at 12 noon, that's actually the show, the Tattoo Now show. Thursdays at 6 p.m. is the Tattoo Collecting Podcast. Uh, you could catch us at Real World Events. Hellcity.com is May 20th to the 22nd. Inkmaniaexpo.com, Inkmania Tattoo Expo. Do a search for Inkmania Tattoo Expo. It's June 10th to the 12th. It's right near the Dolly Museum. So that's where our field trip there will be. July 29th to the 31st is the Rubber City Tattoo Invitational in Akron, Ohio with Tony Urbanic. Let's see, then we've got a Hell City in August. We've got uh, Richmond in October, I believe. The sponsors that help us uh, make this happen, rawpigments.co, acrylic free uh, tattoo pigments. Um, and they don't dry out in the cup. I don't know if that's because they're acrylic free or for other reasons, but one way or another, they don't dry out in the cup. They are acrylic free, rawpigments.co, worldtattooevents.com is the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events worldwide. And as you could imagine, he is very busy updating all of the reschedules for the conventions because of COVID and whatnot. You can also check out uh, Alex's interviews, do a search for the future of tattoo conventions or the history of tattoo conventions. He's got a lot of great interviews. Let's see, Tattoo Now, I do technology for tattooers, kind of like a part-time CTO for larger businesses serving the tattoo world, uh, but also I could do um, consulting and smaller gigs for artists and whatnot. And of course, not least, but first in this context is Guy Aitchison, who founded Reinventing the Tattoo. He's the uh, main author. He curates the guest chapters and all the other courses that are available. He's the publisher and author of the, like the bio encyclopedia, he spent like seven, eight years on it. Um, if you don't have the bio encyclopedia, you should definitely uh, go to the website, guyaitchison.com, give, give it a go. So he's also got DVDs, paintings, prints and whatnot, okay. I am going to, well, I guess I'm not hopping into the background background because I am actually hosting the show still, but please uh, leave your positive reviews there in the public. Send us your constructive criticism, or if you want to sponsor Reinventing or bring us to your tattoo shop or event, uh, management at reinventingthetattoo.com. So uh, thanks again, Nick, for uh, sticking with us. It was fun to have you on talking, uh, you know, businessy stuff, uh, but now we could shift gears a little bit and, um, yeah, we could start talking to, uh, to, to the public here. Um, and, and Jackie's here. I guess uh, at the sake of anybody that wants to really could uh, check out uh, Nick Baxter on, in the Googles or the YouTubes and find a, you know, a fair amount of interviews. So we don't necessarily have to go through like the full backstory or anything. Um, so why don't we start with uh, maybe Jackie, do you have a, a question or two? And then um, I will now test to make sure that it's working. And if it's not, I'll have to do that introduction again. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so I kind of just jumped in on this. Um, so I'm a little bit still on the business mind frame. And Nick, I don't know you personally by any means, but I know that you're kind of a little bit more reserved. 
So from my own, I can kind of do that too. So with your business, I'm going to kind of do business questions until you like gear me in another direction. Cool. How do you deal with marketing? Like the social media and the having to promote, do you do like print materials or are you just like, I'm Nick Bass, Baxter, they know who I am, they can come find me. You know, like how do you juggle work, life, tattooing, art, and then social media as well? Like, you know, um, I guess I can yeah. just... I just had a big conversation with this with um, about this with Gabe. Actually, we were we were hanging out last week at the Inspiring Tours event. Um, he and I just got to talking in the car one day, um, and I was complaining about the fact that I feel like social media and in particular Instagram has bottlenecked everything for for tattooers. Meaning, like it all there's all like I, we're all trying to like put our stuff out there and get business for ourselves, and you know create all this content it all has to pass through this very tight narrow bottleneck of instagram algorithm in order to get disseminated out into eyeballs that are going to see it so um to me that's a problem and so gabe's all about you know non-social media ways of like promoting your business and, and and all that he's got some great ideas there but um to manage the time is i i'm I'm not the expert on social media or promotion. It's not my super strong point. I've always relied on the quality of my work and my artistic vision to hopefully um, sell, you know, to sell my services to, to the public. Um, so I, I spend- like, um, I don't wanna cut you off. It's like, do you like, maybe you use your website more or do you like hire people to do it? Or are you just like, I love, no, I love under the radar. Like, I love, like, you know, you know who I am, come find me, but I get it too in this world of the age, people want to see stuff. So um, I yeah. don't like utilize a, a site or hire I have my website. I have my website, nickbaxter.com. Um, I keep it updated, you know, fairly regularly. Um, I do not hire anybody just because it's not an expense I'm willing to take on. Um, totally. Um, just because at the end of the day, my my physical limitations and time limitations, like they're, they're definitely, they're, there's a hard cap on those. So if I were to hire someone to, to like get me more business, like at the end of the day, like I can't physically do more tattoos like until my hands fall off. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I put the bare minimum amount of effort possible into social media. Like I try to stay active and consistent as far as posting yeah posting a few times a week and hopefully someone somewhere sees it, but I know I'm trending downward in their algorithm because I'm not optimizing it the way, you know, they've designed it to, to like all, all the stuff you have to do to get your stuff seen by the biggest amount of people. I'm doing none of that. Um, but you've made a name for yourself too, where it's like yeah. the level that you're on and the connections and how long you've been in the business and paid your yeah. dues like with it. So it kind of like speaks for itself too. Um, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm lucky in that regard. I've put in the time and the work pre-social media days, even you know, like yeah, uh, to build a foundation that I can somewhat fall back on. Um, although things are so rapidly changing in the industry, uh, like I, that stuff works less and less to fall back on. Like as each year passes, you have to like chase the eyeballs and you have to appeal to whoever's interested in you at that time or interested in just shopping for tattoos at that time so you, you uh, convinced me to get on tiktok i didn't i, I, I didn't know such thing 
Oh, you know, you were like the social media, man. You like, you have to get in there. You have to be where the people are at, man. And I was like, well, you know, the, the social media cloud now is TikTok, you know? I mean, Instagram is like middle-aged. Like, I'm still on Facebook. I'm fucking old man territory. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Instagram's a dying platform. It's, it's, it's already in its, in its like somewhat decline phase. TikTok is probably on the rise. I'm not on TikTok. I definitely didn't convince Gabe to get on there, but uh, I just, I, I just, at the end of the day, there, like there's only so many hours in each day. And um, I just don't want to devote more time and energy to chasing eyeballs on a phone. Like, totally. um, you know, for better or for worse. And maybe there is some for worse there because if I was more effective or more knowledgeable or better at doing that, I would have more business or like have more opportunities thrown my way. But like, I just don't care enough about jumping through all those hoops to try to get that carrot, you know? Uh, would so. you do like print marketing if you had like to do something like i don't know, I don't like, know what that would be though well so, like, so nick you've always had stickers yeah instance. okay so you, you know yeah. you've always you've had postcards like i remember back in the day there was always postcards you know the, you've always also had like swag from you know like-minded people so when you know for instance maybe describe what your convention booth might have on it okay yeah my for years and years, my, my, my convention booth would have stickers, of course, like like patches, stickers, like tiny little free free giveaways to promote myself. And then I would have half the table devoted to like anarchist literature or like philosophy type, just like nerdy stuff I'm into. I'm, I might be selling prints. You know, I try to always have prints available for conventions. Uh, but like half the table is just like promoting has always been trying to promote ideas and philosophy and sort of the non tattoo things that I'm into um, use this sort of public facing opportunity of a convention to maybe in interact and attract people on a different wavelength than just tattoos because um, I can only do a few tattoos at, at any convention so the, the majority of the other people who come up to see the booth or what I have to offer you know they're they're not going to be getting tattooed by me there because there's simply no time. So, um, so I try to engage them on some other level and, and maybe that'll help them re remember me or relate to me in some way that's on a deeper, more meaningful level than just, you know, fancy, fancy pictures or something. So yeah, that's my typical setup. And then you've also been pretty religious about your newsletter for like decades. Uh, well, I mean, I've, I've, I've maintained a, a newsletter, but honestly not as consistent as, as is recommended by marketing experts. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I might go many months between, between putting out a newsletter and then, and then I might have a lot going on and I might do like three in a row. So it's, I'm, I'm totally in, inconsistent, which is bad. Well, so I guess what I mean is, so sir, but it's been consistent in time over the course of the last 20 years, right? So, so to your yeah, point, it might time. be like seven to 10 a year, not necessarily like one a month or one a week, like clockwork. But, you know, whenever it comes in, I, I always expect it. It's always good to read and it's full of quality stuff. You're not just like bullshitting people. You've yeah. never been bullshitting yeah. people. <laughs> well, yeah. As far as marketing and content, I put out, I've, I've always done the quality over quantity, you know, mindset regardless of how good that is for marketing success i, I just don't want to waste other people's time you know it's just like take 
take my audience for granted or treat them like idiots. You know, like I'd rather give them quality, thoughtful content, even if it is in inconsistent. Yeah, perfect. I think it works great. A lot of your work speaks for itself too. Like the artist hand that you can, the signature of the artist, you know, like you see it and you can kind of tell like, oh, I knew who that is. And, you know, um, and that's pretty cool too, just to get to that level. Did you start painting like as a kid or like you've been painting since like day one, pencil, brush? Um, yeah, and... my parents always encouraged art classes um, when, when I was in elementary school you know my, my mom always signed me up for extracurricular art activities you know yeah. um so i kind of developed a fondness for that just through through my entire life and then i ended up going to a special arts high school for a year um where they shipped the creative kids via the, the creative kids off to this other like magnet school that's different than the normal high school and we get to do art all day and then that's from there cool. i from there, I attended art college for a few semesters before I was able to land an apprenticeship. And then it was just too time consuming to do both. So I took advantage of the career opportunity of my apprenticeship and dropped out of art school at that time and never went back and got an art degree, although I have continued my training ever since. So, so, so just real quick. So to that point, one of my uh, questions, Jackie, this is perfect. You're, you're helping with the segues. Uh, like why tattooing? Like what was it about the act of tattooing because you know the other mediums are you know as tricky as they are they're way easier you know maybe not as you know the, the economy is different but the point is what yeah. was it about that tattooing that made you have to pick it yeah tattooing felt vital it felt alive like i don't know rebellious and like urgent in a way that you know art art hanging in a museum or in a gallery feels more removed more there's more pretense around it um and I like those things. I'm not anti those things, but tattooing just compelled me in, in such a way that it's this dynamic, like fast changing, like medium that many different like aspects or people in, in society like can relate to. And um, there's more of a, there's more of a craft to it. Like there's more of like a, like a working craftsman where like you do a day's work and, and, and you get paid. Um, you know, so that's obviously attractive in terms of just the, the, the simple fact of having bills to pay. I mean, in the fine arts, it's more of like you have to invest all this time and effort and then hope you get paid after the fact that if your work sells. Um, in many cases, that's the case. So uh, tattooing is definitely more of like a hand to mouth type of like humble craftsman approach where you go in and you do a day's work and you and you and you get paid. Um, so just from a pragmatic standpoint, that's, that's ideal as far as like being able to create art and then get, get paid for it right then and there. Sure. Now, uh, the other, uh, some of the other topics that Jackie had brought up, um, I also have marked off here too, um, about the, about the different, you know, mediums, right? So there, so clearly you're, you're working across mediums. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of the, some of the art exercises or some of the mediums that, um, work in concert with tattooing, right? So, so younger artists might be looking to, to use some of the mediums where they could, you know, kind of, there's some overlap. And then I'm sure that there's some mediums or some types of art that you're like trying to completely break free of 
tattoo constraints, right? Like the skin is obviously the, the, the tricky medium. Um, so I guess it's a dual part question. I don't know if you can remember it. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm dragging on, but the point is two parts. First part, um, any mediums that particularly informed your tattooing? Um, and then how about ones that you have that are specifically not to? Yeah, I think the fun, the absolute foundation, like the most important fundamental for any tattooer in the entire world is drawing. You have to draw. <laughs> so I know that like Photoshop reference is a thing now and people do their entire tattoo prep on a computer and Photoshop. Um, but I think before you even get to that point, you have to be able to draw. So just simply like look at something and draw what it looks like. Um, or take an idea out of your head and translate that through pencil and paper or, you know, stylus and iPad um, and get that out into a physical form with shape, with line, with shading. So drawing is, drawing is key for, for, for everything. If, if you know how to draw, you, in, in my opinion, then you're more successful if you want to do the Photoshop route for all your tattoo prep. So that first and foremost, um, painting, gets built on top of drawing is sort of like the next step above the foundation of drawing because then you can get into color theory and sort of second tier art skills. Um, and so those two, painting and drawing, you know, they're, they're classical timeless um, analog mediums that will greatly benefit any tattooer no matter what type of tattooing they do. Um, and as far as I don't know, what was the second part of the question? So are there any mediums that are, that, you know, creative mediums that are free of the tattoo, you know, that don't inform your tattooing in a direct, in, in, a, in a way like that? So I don't know if you have any other. Um, well, photography, I guess. I've always dabbled in photography, both film and digital photography. Um, to, you know, but to be honest, Gabe, like maybe the like tricky answer to your question is there is not a single art medium that doesn't potentially relate back to or benefit tattooing if you have the right mindset yeah. there, there there's always some subtle thread you could tease out and relate back and realize that that's helping you in some way in this other medium you just have to have the awareness and sort of the, the holistic mindset to be able to recognize that in the first place holy so, moses you probably didn't even do that on purpose but um I did do it on purpose you did well speaking of the holistic process right so one of the things that I've always found amazing is the influence that you have on other tattooers. And uh, I don't know if it was the first time, but um, I remember the, the first time that I remember seeing the, the holistic tattoo seminar. Was it in uh, Rome? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Rome, uh, the, the very first uh, worldwide, worldwide conference. conference yeah, was maybe the first time I gave a fully fleshed out version of that in front of a crowd. And uh, from there I've refined it and changed it, but uh, obviously the overall approach to the content hasn't changed. I've just sort of like taken parts out, added parts in. Sure. Um, so let's talk about it a little bit, like, again, because it, it blew a lot of people's minds then. And, and it's funny because obviously I, I, at that point I'd known you for a while and I'm, you know, we're pretty in sync in a lot of those uh, thoughts and whatnot. Um, so it was really awesome to see people's reactions. And then again, over time, you know, to, to, to continue to see it, because that was 12, you know, well over 10 years ago, I think at this point. Um, 
So let's talk a little bit about the holistic process. And again, this is bearing in mind that you have a webinar and a, and a seminar that you sell for this. Um, but let's uh, let's tease it out a little bit because even uh, you know the, the roadmap, you know that you can give out for free, you know, on, on podcasts like this is definitely informative. And um, I don't know basically it's a it's an awesome concept. And then if people love it, you know, then they'll know how to dig into to it further. Um, so let's hear about yeah. it. Let's hear about the holistic process and maybe how it relates to tattooing and, paint, and uh, painting. Yeah, I, I came up with this course that Gabe's talking about called the holistic approach. And the word holistic just means concerned with the overall big picture um, with the whole and not dividing something into parts and only focusing on one part or, uh, or, or another part. So it's like a zoomed out big picture approach where you analyze all the parts in concert and how they, how they interact with each other. Uh, so, and that, that, that applies to life as well. So like zooming out on, on your entire life and who you are as a creative person and everything you do filters back into your tattooing. So, uh, and then from there, how do you navigate your, your tattooing practice? Um, there's a whole, there's a whole array of different techniques and tricks and all, all this that you could get lost in. And so you need to zoom out and see everything for what it is and then pick and choose your ideal strategy to complete the tattoo that you're doing then. So uh, that's, that's the holistic approach. It's, it's big picture, it's zoomed out, it's taking, it's drawing from a lot of different sources of energy of inspiration to formulate something unique for you as the individual artist yeah it, it, it's amazing and i love the you also have have had a fascination and a fascination with iconography infographics um yeah. you know, it's amazing some of the the ones that um that you have up there and it's always great to see the slideshow and now uh to, to, to your point now a lot of the core of it has stayed the same because the fundamentals i suppose you know some of it might never have changed, but but the the times always do, the tactics always do. I don't know, maybe actually, I'll, this is my last question, and then I'll yield the floor back to to Jackie in the, in the comment room. But um, can you talk a little bit about how just you know, actually, going to shift gears. Let's talk about the act of teaching that seminar, right? Because that was a kind of a, a big leap, and you're not necessarily a natural extrovert. Hop on top of the stage and, and speak to a, a gazillion people about things that are that matter. Um, can you talk about that transition and maybe some of the tools that you used to, and, and, and I don't want to presume that you're comfortable because I know that you're not comfortable right now. I'm not comfortable right now. Jackie's probably the most comfortable of the three of us. Um, how, how did you deal with that? What, how, what's that look like? Oh, that's a very difficult transition for someone as shy and introverted and reserved as I am. Um, it's, there's a lot of physical anxiety that goes along with that, but I've, I've gotten better with it over the years. It's just one of those things you gotta learn to ride like a bicycle, so. Um, and, and maybe, well, like why? Like why would you put yourself through that much discomfort? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, because I believe in the content. I believe in what I'm trying to teach people. Um, I have confidence in, in myself. I've been through the fires of of life, of tattooing, of being a creative and navigating my way through, through this whole process that I know I can speak with, a, you know, fr from a place of self-confidence and, and authority on what I've been through. And just on a human level, I know that can help people. And um, 
I have a desire to help people. That that's just a basic sort of thing that's hardwired into our human our human genome. You know, uh, we're a social species and we like helping others. And so I'm no different. I want to help people. You know, navigate the process of tattooing of being a creative. Um, so I get fulfillment. I get enjoyment out of that. So the that benefit outweighs all of the anxiety that goes into being being on stage yeah it's uh it's crazy and like i said i, I well i appreciate you greatly because and, uh, and sort of there's a lot of the tattoo world because you know like i said when, when you get off stage there's always 10 percent that are like what the fuck just happened and then there's like a lot of people that are like oh i got a lot of good stuff out of it and then there's like 10 or 15 percent that are like holy shit that's exactly organizing you know what, what is going on um, okay so i'm gonna, I'm gonna yield the floor to, to jackie and then uh if there's any comments i'll i'll, I'll pipe in afterwards but then uh, then i do of course have some closing uh, questions um i guess real quick like what you were saying when you go to that uncomfort level i feel like you have growth you know you face those fears and you're like i don't like doing this but i do like how you're talking about doing it to help people like you know this knowledge i can put it out there um and you can just see as I guess as a person your process and your growth and that's that's really cool. Um, I know this seminar you're talking about the holistic one. I didn't get a chance to attend it, um, but I really dig the concept. And then literally like yesterday, I seen another thing you did about a week ago with the inspiration tours or something. Can you tell us like a little bit about what that was? Is it like a retreat paint thing or like? Um, I don't know, like fill me in because I've just seen like a little ad and I was like, oh, I missed it. <laughs> like, yeah, um, it's uh, inspiring tours is a concept that Gabe actually came up with. And it's basically like an art retreat format um, with structure and with intent. So there are courses and the goal is to immerse yourself in this retreat sort of environment. It's almost like an artistic boot camp um, where you- Is it like all weekend? like? three days, two days, or like- Yeah, this, this particular one, three days. Three days? Is, is this game, was this what were you guys like, did you go out in nature and paint and do, okay, like these pictures and everything from it? Yep, Correct. we had still life painting. We, we had still life painting, we had landscape painting, and then we had a day of tattooing where we took all of those, or as many of those kind of art fundamentals we were teaching with the painting, we tried to demonstrate how they can cross over and apply into tattooing and how you can use them, uh, you know, in a different medium. So, yep, three days. Three days, just uh, like it looks like a really cool concept and experience for those who got to, you know, have it. She's having fun. Um, I dig oh, it. Always having fun. Um, yeah, is that something that you do like once a year or just like first time just to see, would you do it again or like? I think the precursor to this was another Gabe event, um, the Paradise Art Retreat. Um, those were amazing events that uh, Gabe had out in New Mexico a few times. Um, and so I, I think that kind of morphed into this, which is a more intimate version of the Paradise. Which uh, I, almost, I almost like a little better because like the, Paradise is like a convention, I believe. So I feel like it's there's a lot of um, variables happening around me, I guess. Um, or I like how you said this is more intimate. It's kind of cool. To, like, I, I really dig the concept. I wish I had seen about it um, sooner than yesterday, I guess. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know it's it sold out in 50 hours. 
Um, so hop on the, uh, the the mailing list. Speaking of mailing lists, um, that's that's where we'll be uh, plugging the next ones. But yeah, it's a uh, yeah, they're amazing. That's a great idea. That's a great yeah. Idea. So paradise, you know, the paradise was structured for like fifty to hundred people. I don't, I forget the total head count. But this being only having five five available um, attendees, you know, that's why it's going to sell out. True. Enough. And imagine quick. you can like vet them like you're not going to take everybody you're going to see like of those people that are trying to get in like what would be the best fit to create the environment in the it, flow that you're like looking it's, for it's interesting that you say that because right now it's first come first serve so it's somewhat self-vetting okay. uh, we, we talked about that you know nick and, and sean were a little bit like you know we don't want to necessarily play god like that I, I think i think that's what the conclusion of that was <laughs> but um yeah but we don't no, want to be yeah, like a oh, uh, falsely walled garden type type approach where there's like haves and have nots. However, you don't want people showing up who aren't there to give it their all and, you know, make the event yeah. a success for everyone involved. So well, you seem like you had a good bunch and a good time. Well, yeah, definitely. Well, and so at the sake of uh, well, to, to just wrap up, the, thank you for, for the little plug. Uh, if you go to inspiring.tours in your browser, um, it's not a .com, it's a .tours, go figure. Um, there's, a, there's a little wait list uh, sign up form. And then you can click off the different destinations that you may or may not uh, be interested in and even some teachers. Uh, so we'll be, uh, but definitely if you're interested in the Sean, uh, Nick one, uh, definitely get on the list because it was sold out already. So my guess is that the next one, um, there'll be a couple people maybe that swap out, but um, there, yeah, yeah. The beauty, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> that's cool though it's a great idea and then the other question nick was about uh, the uh your holistic seminar yeah what about that when can people take it again is there oh. another so nick is there any other opportunities that people might have to take your upcoming webinar that's available worldwide anywhere someone has the internet yes gabe uh good good question <laughs> i'll be teaching it this coming may in um, as part of the Hell City Tattoo Fest. I will be beaming in. I'm not attending the, the convention physically this year, but I will be beaming in like this, like we're doing here to teach my holistic approach as a webinar on Friday. Friday, and then you'll have your slideshow. So one of the, one of the reasons why this format is uh, pretty seamless with you is that you have, speaking to your infographics, you have your slideshow presentation and then with all these webinars both in person and online uh, we have the text set up so that people could ask you questions during the QA session whether they're in Australia or whether they're in person at Hell City. Yeah yeah since it's like uh, you know it, it's a seminar format where I'm just speaking and demonstrating to people there isn't yeah you, you could do it in person but it's the same experience over over the internet. Um, well, what's cool about inspiring tours is that it's a hands-on workshop so there's actual like you know the students are creating alongside of us the teachers so this is not that this is me just like giving information via talking and demonstrating with slides and still pictures and video so um it, it works wherever you are in in the world i'm going to show off the uh, tattoo that you did and your ooh, Instagram, um, but okay. This is the uh, this is the collaborative tattoo. You want to talk a little bit about the collaborative tattoo? 
Yeah, that was awesome. That was the first time Sean and I had ever collaborated. And um, I, I learned that was the first collaborative tattoo that Sean Barber had ever done. So um, I kind of took more of the lead on that just because it was his first collaborative tattoo. And he was, you know, he was kind of like learning the ropes of how to do a collaborative tattoo, you know. Um, but he's a very accomplished artist. So it's not like I was with some kind of like beginner. I mean, he knows his stuff in, inside and out painting, tattooing, you know, art, art theory. So, um, yeah, so I kind of like, based on my previous good and bad experiences with doing collaborative tattoos, I kind of explained to him like, okay, here's certain things we need to hit on and we need to be in, in agreement with in order to make sure this is going to be a successful piece. So, um, then we passed a drawing back and forth. He came up with a lot of good, like ideas and, and, and references and then handed those over to me. I kind of, uh, refined those and then he refined it a little more and then I did the final revision on the on the drawing and uh, then when we met in person at the event we uh, we discussed color theory and did a full like color study both of us um, just to get in agreement on, on everything to make sure it was a smooth seamless process so yeah the drawing process we did remotely just via like I iPad and email and um, and then in in person, we just made sure about color, value, detail, like our, our, our entire strategy for the piece, just talking through every single aspect of it to make sure that while we were tattooing, there wasn't, you know, there, there, there wasn't gonna be any surprises or difficulties. Um, yeah, it looks great. I know everyone was uh, eagerly anticipating what was gonna, how it was gonna look, what was gonna come up. Cause uh, yeah, you guys are both two you know, clearly powerhouses of uh, art inspirationship. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a great mix of styles and techniques. You know, we're kind of on the same page as far as how we paint, more or less. Um, you know, we paint from life and we paint representational art. So we know how to like render objects uh, and how to pick a light source and shadow and all like all that stuff we're on the same page with. So um, it, it was easy for both of us to take all those artistic fundamentals right into the tattoo process. We, we just had to plan everything out in advance to make sure we were on the same page and you know neither of us was gonna go off script or start doing something that confused the other person and leads to a less good tattoo basically so um it all went smoothly because yeah sean's sean's an amazing artist and he understands things and he's he's also a very self-aware intelligent person in that he he, he, he knows what he knows and he knows what he doesn't know and he's willing to listen to others, which is amazing for someone of his accomplishment and stature to, you know, be willing to take a step back if it's something he hasn't done before and then like quickly learn the ropes and then put himself in there and be like, okay, I, you know, I got this now. So that, that, that's kind of how it went with the tattoo collaboration, just because he hadn't ever done a tattoo collaboration before and I have done many, so. I, I, one of the things I'm always, taken it back by, and I don't know why, because he's consistent with it is his nature. He has an inherent nature to ask how you're doing or how you feel about it. You know, I think that before, I don't know if it's before he thinks about it or, or, or what, but he like genuinely wants to know, you know, what do you think about it? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah he's, he's a good communicator. He, that's definitely a skill of his and he's a good teacher, I think because of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you have anything else on, on your list, Jackie, or uh, 
No, I'm good. Okay. He has covered everything. Awesome. Uh, I got. Uh, let's. I think we have a couple more. Yeah, we definitely have a, so a little bit more time. So, uh, how about this one? Um, I'm sure there. I don't. I'm not. I guess I'm not sure. Has there been any times or any times in particular where you wanted to quit tattooing or, or quit art or just quit fucking the bullshit society and fucking move off <laughs> into the desert where there's no communication? Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, project. <laughs> Do you ever yeah, want to quit? I've wanted to quit it all at one point or another. I mean, I think the life of any artist, if, if you care deeply about what you're doing, if you're in truly in, invested in wanting to make awesome art and wanting to make good tattoos for people, um, then you're gonna have your ups and downs because it's not always gonna go exactly perfectly. Like there, there's gonna be times where you are harshly critical of your own work. It didn't live up to the vision you had in your mind. And that, Definitely, when that builds up, you know, at, at certain times in your career, that, that'll definitely make you think about wanting to quit for sure. So I absolutely struggle with self-doubt, um, imposter syndrome, confidence, you know, it's, those are all little minor demons swirling through an artist's head at any given time. And I am no different than any other artist. I, I, I struggle with all those from time to time. And yeah, just seeing seeing how messed up things can be in the world uh, around me like has definitely made me want to completely drop out of society at times. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously, you know, one of our previous texts was like, "What is it that you know we're both getting on in, in years? Right, we're setting up the end game. You know, maybe you're a little bit behind me, but not too far." Um, it's like the, there's a, a desire to change the world for the better while an acknowledgement that nature or another person can take it out at any moment, right? Um, it's like almost like the epitome of like that romantic, like trying to accomplish something big and massive while acknowledging that, you know, it's just not going to happen. Like, you know, no, no one fucking takes out the giant. You have to hit them straight between the eyes to take out the giant. No one, like, you know. but, um, but it's still... Uh, you know, worthwhile. It's almost like one of, well, it's one of the few worthwhile causes. And I mean, and, and I do appreciate the fact that tattooing is a really strong, could be a really strong instrument in in that change, right? Like when, when you're tattooing somebody, especially when you have in, intentions like you often do, um, you're helping somebody either attach themselves to that part of the spirit of whatever the fuck's going on to draw it forth or to anchor it or potentially to remember that that has come through somebody else um but it's like that act of helping people achieve or become who they want to be actually can help people become who they want to be right so it's like i guess i, I guess my my last question is you know there's there's of course the the ego part of tattooing that makes us really enabled and and so often we'll see um you know, people doing it for themselves or, or to, to, you know, it, it's not rocket science. It's not, it's not surgery. That's what it is, right? Like tattooing isn't surgery. Get off your fucking high horse, right? Like people come in the door, you do awesome art on people. You actually get paid really well to do art on people. Shut the fuck up. It's not rocket surgery or, or whatever. Um, but on the other hand, you are actually making people more complete if, if that's the way that you're using it. So I don't know. Let, let's, let's talk about the sweet spot there where you're helping people become who they want to be. So you need to take it seriously and, and, if you want to change the world for the better. But on the other hand, you, you got to keep your ego out of it because otherwise you're doing it for yourself and not for, for the service. Whew. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a, that, that's a very big complicated question and concept. But for me personally, I've tried to navigate, try to find the middle ground, the, 
the part of the Venn diagram where both of those circles overlap, where you're helping someone else, but you're also getting something out of it for you too, because ultimately that's, that's the deepest human motivation is for ourselves, you know, but um, when we can pair that and make it mutually beneficial and help someone else at the same time as we're helping ourselves, then that's the sweet spot. So um, you've got to be able to put enough of your artistic self into a piece that you care about it, that you're invested as the artist. Like there's something in it for you that's exciting or interesting or, um, you know, helps take you somewhere you want to go as an artist, like feels like an accomplishment or something that you can build upon. And then you have to put enough of your client in there as well, as far as their, their wishes, what they're trying to achieve, um, how meaningful it is for them and realize you're helping them like on a deeper kind of shamanic level, like on a psychological level, you're helping them realize something for themselves. Um, and so you're just the conduit. So um, don't block that opportunity out with your ego, like just be the humble conduit through which their self-realization can happen. Uh, so, you know, again, it, it, it's a fine line. We, like as artists, we all wanna like, you know, feel our ego be validated and feel like we're appreciated for our vision and like feel important in that way. I think that's valid, um, but you've got to temper that or balance it out with the other part of it, which is you're, you're in a service industry and you're there to help people achieve what they want for their aesthetic, for their body, for their meaning that they're trying to symbolize uh, uh, you know, on their body. At times too, I feel like in certain situations, tattooing can be almost like a healing process for the client too. Whether if it's like a loss or a struggle or if they're fighting something rough within themselves, I've come to feel like there's there's times I've tattooed people that um, like I can't replace the person that may have passed away, but they like smile for the first time in months because suddenly they just you know like you help them on a deeper level than even what you realize. Like you said, being that conduit just to kind of still have yourself in it, but then also still be that service and help somebody else too along the way with it. That's pretty cool about tattooing in that aspect. Right? Yeah, and yeah, that's what feels alive about tattooing as, um, as opposed to like gallery or museum art. You know, that's the aliveness of, of tattooing right there, what you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the galleries are cool too, but yeah, definitely different like you were talking about. Before. Well, how could we possibly have a better transition about talking about the very essence and life of, of tattooing and then close out with some commerce talk? Nick, you want to talk about what shit you got for sale? Was that, uh, was that too unsacrimonious? Sorry about that. No, but, you know, so that's it. Like, part, part of, the, you know, one of the things that I, I appreciate and always have is that, um, you know, with your sense of, um, morals and ethics and whatnot. You're still engaged in commerce and, and, and whatnot. So let's, let's close up. Let's talk about your, who you would love to tattoo in the future, you know, as we, as we alluded to, or as you talked about earlier, you keep yourself booked out a couple of months, but you know, the ideas and there, there are still opportunities to, to get tattooed by you. So I think I have three things listed. Uh, people that might want to get tattooed by you, you know, what would be the, the proper process and some of the ideas that would get them to the front of the list. Um, talk about the 
maybe recruiting. So I know that you have a tattoo shop. I imagine that you're always going to be looking to hire. So no matter when people are watching or listening, um, you know, casting that vision uh, would be cool to, to attract the right tattooers to work alongside of you. Anybody would obviously be pretty, uh, um, not blessed, I don't want to say, blessed in a secular way. And then uh, I guess lastly, the webinar, which is pretty simple, go to hellcity.com and follow the, the seminar link. So anyways, talk about how people could get tattooed by you. And then if somebody wants to work alongside you, you know, how that would look. Yeah, well, right now my studio Art Realm Tattoo in Austin, Texas, we have an available uh, full-time booth rental position open. So if there's someone who's motivated to, and, you know, who is in a career position where they're ready to take on the responsibility of sort of being their own boss, making their own schedule, um, having their own client interactions, booking themselves out. Um, that's the situation we have at my studio. Um, it's a booth rental and um, so everyone who rents a booth is self-sufficient and manages their own schedule, has their own clientele, does their own promotions. Of course, we help as a studio, but it's never going to be as effective as, you know, an artist having their own platform uh, and working their own promotion angle for themselves, of course. So, um, yeah, we have one open booth, booth position. It's a really cool, hardworking environment where we all just come in and focus on our tattoos. And we all paint and make other art on the side, of course. So we're all motivated artists in that way. And um, it's just kind of like a put your head down and like focus on art. You know, there's zero drama. There's like zero distractions. It's a really cool, like kind of like shared studio, you know, almost like a private studio environment where it's just like a bunch of artists sharing a studio space together. Awesome. So, I would propose that uh, they peek their head up and look in other, the other studio spaces uh, a couple times a day. I'm joking. Yeah. I you're like keep your head down. I'm like keep your head down unless you want to look at what you're doing. <laughs> you know, because um, <laughs> yeah. I imagine that um, you know people that are there again they have the opportunity to to watch some some pretty amazing uh, tattoos and art happen. You know, in action. So I mean, I guess that's, that's the question is, uh, is I mean, it's rental space, right? But like it's open to artists that are able to you know obviously with the right mindset. You don't have to be. I know that there's a lot of people that are intimidated to work alongside of you. Um, I guess is my question. You know, somebody doesn't necessarily have to be like 20 year veteran pushing the boundaries. Um, obviously they have to be on that, you know, want to be on that path. Cause that's how, you know, to, to optimize it, but you know, somebody that could pay the rent and, and get in there and is, well, I guess mostly I just want to make sure that people don't understand that they have to be awesome, but they don't necessarily have to be like, you know, on your level already, maybe unless you already are, then you should definitely apply or, or rent. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But no, but like, I, I think to, to go back to what I meant by like head down mentality is like, it's not like a boys club hangout. Like we don't have like shop hangouts and it's not like a, you know, like a back room filled with pot smoke and everyone's just there to party. It's like, it's like people are there to like focus on art and works. So that that's what I meant by head down. But of course we're all like, you know, in, in another sense, you want to keep your head up and look at what your fellow artists are making because there's a lot of inspiration and learning that could be done there for sure. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like the ideal candidate to get back to what you were just saying is more like, you know, could be like early to mid career artist who, who, who already has a solid foundation. So you're not like going to a studio with zero clientele, zero platform for yourself to where you're, you're relying 100% on foot traffic through the door, you know, to stay busy. Like we don't have that. So you have to have kind of your own thing already going, but you of course don't need to be like late career, like internationally established, but 
you have to be in enough of an experienced and confident place to where you're going to be able to like hustle on your own, you know, and that's a scary step for a lot of people. But on the other hand, a lot of people complain that they're, that they've out, outgrown their, their like limited walk-in role or their limited sort of like lower rung on the shop, shop totem pole type thing where they're, where, where they still have to report to a boss who has their hand out for their percentage money, you know, like it, we don't have that. We just have a booth rental system where you're an adult, you're your own boss, you pay your booth rent every month and you do as you please and you hopefully make awesome tattoos and are responsible and professional. Awesome. And then, um, okay, so what type of client, and again, at the risk of like, we're not alienating any clients, but you know, what are the ideas and tattoos that you're most interested in doing while acknowledging that everybody should be always submitting their ideas? Yeah, anything with nature, um, if, <clears throat> uh, you know, even like stuff based on nature that isn't real, like bioorganic tattoos, you know, uh, but yeah, and, and anything textural and anything with dimension and um, uh, like anything illustrative, basically, like representational art, just something I illustrative and dimensional that I can get into like textures and cool, cool dimensional effects. Um, one thing I'd like to push more uh, in the coming years is in incorporating aspects from my actual paintings, like you see some behind me right here. So in incorporating maybe like some landscape aspects with some more traditional tattoo elements that are really bold and defined. Actually, um, are, you, are you on a phone? Uh, I'm, I'm on an iPad, but I can move Can you around. pick it up and show us off some of the, uh, yeah. So I'm working on this still life here, a classic like uh, memento more still life with a skull. And this is actually from the inspiring tours event um, that we just had this past week. I'm finishing up here at home because I didn't get to finish it uh, at, at the event. And then up here. Hey, could, could, you, could you click the camera around? Oh yeah, there you go, that looks great. That was a, a landscape I did at the inspiring tours event this past week um, where I was giving an in instruction for people on landscape painting. And then behind me on the wall, you see some of my heart paintings I've been doing lately. Uh, I, I released those as a series of NFTs. You could uh, go to Blockhouse in Instagram. It's block letter X and then house um, to get information on those NFTs. Um, so yeah, anything incorporating the stuff I paint into more of a tattoo language where maybe it's paired with uh, some some more traditional bold tattoo elements, um, but paired with some of these like realistic painterly elements as well. I mean, I would I would definitely like to be able to push that more in my work. Um, but so if anyone out there you know has a lot of like artistic freedom, they're willing to grant to you know just get a basic idea across. But I pick how it's done, then that would be definitely like priority booking for me for sure. Awesome. And uh, I guess the last, the very last, I think, yeah, this is the very last question for now, because uh, we'll leave the audience wanting more as always. Um, are you traveling? What, 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 what other upcoming events do, do you have uh, planned? Uh, teaching my webinar at, at the Hell, or through Hell City, as we discussed next month. I won't be there in person, but um, that's, that's where someone could sign up and take my holistic approach webinar. Um, and as far as travel, um, I might be teaching an in-person workshop in Indiana in June. Just a friend of mine who owns a shop there um, invited me to come 
teach a workshop. So I will, so check my website for promotion about that. We're still ar arranging details. Um, it'll, it'll be an in-person tattooing ho holistic approach uh, seminar and workshop at, um, in uh, Indiana. And uh, honestly, I, I don't have any solid travel plans beyond that. I, I, I may do a convention or two later in the year, but um, it's all kind of in flux right now, so. Cool, sounds good. Okay, well, uh, Nick, I, I, you know, thank you very much. It was amazing. It's uh, always a, a pleasure, fun, informative. Uh, I, I, my, my thesaurus is not big enough, unfortunately. Um, yeah, thank, thanks again. Do you have any anything else that you would want to present? I know that you've been talking now for about an hour and a half, probably answering more questions than you normally do on a, on a random Wednesday. Um, anything you would like to, uh, to, to close out with, let people know? Uh... Uh, NickBaxter.com for, you know, to, to book tattoos or to see what paintings I have available for sale. Uh, ArtRealmTattoo.com is my studio. Um, and uh, I don't know. Long live Pepe's Pizza. Long live pizza, <laughs> New Haven, Connecticut, born and raised. Awesome. Okay, now we have to do the uh, the smiley wave thing. J Jackie, you want to say goodbye real quick? And well, bye. Thank you guys for letting me hang out. Appreciate it, and enjoy the rest of your uh, Wednesdays and all that. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Fantastic co-host. You're welcome anytime. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And in fact, if you want to take over the Tattoo Now show, the, the floor is all yours. Okay, no, time to do the funny goofy face. So the last frame, Nick, goofy face. Come on, Nick, smile.